Welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, March 28. I'm John Barker. Joining me, sheltering in place in his own home, uh, is Joel Marshall. Uh, Joel, well, uh, we haven't uh, we haven't done uh, we've, we've uh, using new technology to uh, record the podcast this week. So hopefully the listeners will bear with us, but. Uh, we talked to you on Thursday afternoon, at which time uh, there was no certainty of any racing going ahead this weekend. We certainly hope it will. And if it does, there's a few mouthwatering clashes. Indeed, Bart. Yep. It's uh, looking like, uh, you yeah, know, we're on the edge of our seat here trying to uh, trying to get racing back, um, possibly Friday, if not hopefully Saturday in time for a strong meeting at Bendigo, Golden Mile Day, and of course up in Sydney, Rose Hill, the end of the, the Rose Hill Carnival before it shifts over to Randwick for the championships with a couple of group ones on Saturday, obviously the Tancred and the Vinery. So very much uh, fingers and toes and everything crossed that uh, we get to the track on Sunday. I've written about the Tancred Stakes in this week's Best Bets and Winning Post uh, for a 2,400-metre Wait for Age Race, it was very much the preserve of Australasian horses for a long time. But since the advent of the championships, um, it's uh, now, I guess, more of a Sydney Cup lead-up. And uh, we do find that uh, the imports are having more of a say. They've won three of the last five. And I think they're six of the nine in the field uh, on Saturday. But... The favourite, fairly warm favourite, is uh, is uh, a Kiwi bread. So um, are you uh, thinking that she's going to get the job done or one of the imports? Yeah, look, she's is, she is going to be hard to beat. But uh, it's interesting. It sort of coincided with the you know, Tancred moving to a week after the Randvet. And it's just that it falls in a bit of a funny, funny spot in the calendar now. And that's probably, you know, you've seen the the lack of strength in recent years to the field. Um, look, I, I'm, I'm using last week's Randvet as the main guide, even though it was a bit of a sprint home and there wasn't much early tempo in the race. I, I think the two coming out of that, Avilius and Very Elegant, um, can run the Quinella, but I'm probably leaning to Avilius. He's just a horse that I haven't been able to catch. That's, that's my little worry with him. I haven't had much luck when I've tipped him on top, but hopefully things change on Saturday. No, I think I might have actually. Did I tip him to win a Melbourne Cup once? I don't think I've had much. Uh, I don't think I've had much luck with him either. Um, uh, we will take you right through the black type. We'll uh, get to that. There was a bit of a spoiler uh, there from Joel as to his tip in the main race, but um, and I don't think his tip in the other group one's going to be any great surprise either. But uh, look, no doubt you'll come up with a bit of value through the rest of the program, Joel. And we start in race two. It is the Schweppe of Essence over fourteen hundred metres. A group three for the two-year-olds. Yeah, they're all um, lining up to get a start in this race. I'm trying to sneak through to the sires next week. 13 to greet the starter, but six emergencies waiting in line. I'm with number four, Postcode. Look, he's had the two runs back from a spell. He's yet yet to fill a placing in those two runs. I thought he just knocked up late in the skyline. That was his first go, 1,200, first up. He had the two runs at 1,000 metres in the spring. Then he went to the Pango Pango and just... I'm not sure he was really comfortable on the wet ground. Now, the, the track's sort of good, bordering on sort of soft five, and there may be some rain around. Hopefully, it doesn't get any worse than that. And I think the 1,400-metre tempo will suit his style of getting up on pace. Tim Clark back in the saddle. 
I think he can find the front and uh, just be a little bit harder to shake off this time. So I've went with number four, postcode ahead of seven. I am swerving. Both runs have been really good. He looks like he's going to eat up the 1,400. Number one, not an option. The Kiwi Colt, who was a Group 2 winner in New Zealand, he was hard in the market for the Karaka Million, but drew 13, had a tough run, trialled really well recently. And I've thrown number 10, Argentius, in for fourth. Drawn wide, but I think that'll be good. I think they'll ride him really cold. And um, that's how he trialled. These two runs, he just, you know, he got caught wide last start. That was certainly a forgive run. Um, so he might be a bit of a knockout hope if they ride him cold and save for one run. But I'm with four from seven, one and ten. Race three at Rose Hill on Saturday. The TAB Tullock Stakes for the three-year-olds over 2,000 metres, building towards the Australian Derby. Uh, in fact, restricted to Colts and Geldings. This one, our colleague Daniel Nuttall, who... We hope to have on future podcasts, but I thought it just might have been uh, a fairly long bow to get, to get him on at our first attempt here. Um, has talked to Nathan Doyle, who's got an up-and-comer in the race called Pride of Adelaide, coming off a few wins in uh, much lower grade. And Nathan felt that uh, uh, what with uh, the, the the Guineas uh, last week, um, that uh, this is only just a... Uh, well, it's a group two, in fact... Uh, uh, only just a group two, but uh, you haven't found a spot in your four for um, the Pride of Adelaide. In fact, your best bet comes up here. Yeah, look, I wouldn't be shocked if Pride of Adelaide ran a, a good race. He looks a bit of a free-going horse, um, so he just needs to settle a bit better to get the 2,000. He's certainly bred to by Adelaide out of a pentire mare, but... Yeah, look, he's been impressive. I just, I've got a little query if he's just sort of seasoned enough to run the 2,000. Look, I'm very keen on one here. Number five is Zabrowski. Uh, he's a horse that I was sort of keeping an eye on last preparation. He got beaten in a Golden Maiden. Team Hawks threw him in the deep end in the $1 million Bondi stakes. And he gave a bit of cheek there, beaten four lengths by Kubrick. They gelded him in his time off. He resumed with a, a Maiden win at Newcastle. He went to the Kensington track and beat older horses at benchmark 70 level. Uh, there's a bit of precedent here with Team Hawks. They had the, the half-brother Polish Knight uh, some years ago come out and win the Tullock at his fifth start before backing up and running second in the Derby. So they're just trying to follow a similar path, lightly raced horse, trying to sneak through to the Derby through the back door. And I think he can uh, stay on track for that with a win on Saturday. Certainly number one quick thinker's the hardest to beat. We saw him win the Ming Dynasty in the spring and then just come up a couple of lengths short against the big guns. Uh, fifth in the spring champion behind Shadow Hero. He was pretty good in the far lap behind the two-gun filly. So I think he's clearly the hardest to beat. And next best, two Fortress Command, who will be fitter, and three Relucent, who's had the 2,000-metre run against older horses under his belt. Race four at Rose Hill on Saturday is also over 2,000 metres, but this one is for the four-year-olds and up. It's the Iron Jack Neville Selwood at Group 3 level. Yeah, I tossed up between one and nine here. I've gone with the nine Scarlet Dream. Just with the slight pull in the weights, uh, she was excellent first up for the Hawks yard at Caulfield. Savage the line there. Best last 400, 200 of the meeting. Just missing behind the race fit Guizo uh, to 2,000 metres. Just ideal second up. And she just wouldn't want too much range. She'd want the track to stay around this good four, soft five range for her to show her best. And if it does, I think she's the one to beat from one life less ordinary. He's had the run at 2,000 metres now. He was going to run second there right until the last couple of bounds where he got caught. He ended up finishing fourth. That was behind Master of Wine. Uh, all his runs this time in have been pretty solid. And this is his sort of race. Six Mount Tabora. 
uh, led and gave a bit of a sight. First go, 2,000 metres last start. He'll be better for that. And 11, House of Cartier. She had a bit of a freshen up after the 2,400 metre run early January. She had no luck at 1,200. And then at 1,350 last start, wasn't too bad. This is clearly a better distance for her. She can improve. But I am with nine from 1, 6 and 11. Race five at Rose Hill on Saturday. E-Group Security Star Kingdom Stakes, 1,200 metre group three. Um, it is a quality handicap. And the one with the top weight is certainly the most intriguing runner in the race. Number one, Kementari, has been to stud. Uh, proved in fertile, so uh, back into training and uh, trialled reasonably well. Uh, you're going with Kementari, Yeah, John? I've put him on top. Look, this is a really tough race. You can uh, make plenty of cases here, and he's obviously a real question mark runner. But it uh, just kept looking at his class. You know, he, he just runs in group ones all the time. I know he's got the 60 kilos um, for that, but I think he'll be very competitive first up. It'll be interesting to see what the market does. Um, but, yeah, I thought he trialled well enough to to go with the class. I thought his stablemate Manicure was maybe the toughest to beat. She's a, a good, honest mare. She won well fresh last prep. And then she was placed behind Tafan and Pippi. And that's uh, Group 1 form, Pippi winning the Oakley Plate, Tafane running a place in last week's Galaxy. So nothing wrong with those form lines. Uh, 12 handled the truth. Gee, that was a gutsy win at Canberra first up. 61 and a half, 1,000 metres, uh, just class personified, got him over the line there. He doesn't go backwards second up, and he gets down to 53 and a half. So he's a clear winning hope. And nine Villamai in next best. Good return from her uh, against her own age. We've got to take on the older boys here. But she's got good pace. She'll cross from that wide gate and give you a good sight. I have gone one from six, twelve, and nine. First of the group ones and first leg of the quaddy at Rose Hill on Saturday is the race we were referring to earlier, the Kia Tancred Stakes Race Six. It is twenty four hundred metres at standard weight for age. It is worth a hefty one and a half million, but only the nine to face the starter. Yeah, and it's a tricky, a tricky contest to sort of assess. Um, you know, you get a couple of horses second up trying to really improve off their fresh runs. Uh, we've got three Chris Lee's Australian bloodstock runners, Mustajir, Dancer, Terry, and Mugatu. And then, of course, a couple coming out of that Ranvet last week. As I mentioned earlier, I've, I've gone with Avilius. The sit sprint affair didn't really suit him last week. Um, I know a very elegant held him pretty comfortably, but she didn't really extend the margin on him. It was sort of that five length margin that she held in the run and he just wasn't able to pull any ground off her. I'm just hoping step up to 2,400, maybe a bit more genuine tempo. I mean, Angel of Truth, probably a designated leader. We didn't really have a leader last week. So hopefully there's a bit more tempo and it suits Avilius, but without a lot of confidence. To beat nine, very elegant. Two, Mustajir. He brings the master of wine form, and I think that could be, uh, well, it is a strong form line because he's an absolute star. We know that, and so I think Mustajir, 2,400 third up. He's the one that uh, could blouse the two favourites. And six mugger two on the backup from last week. That was first go 2,400 in Australia. And he handled himself pretty well. He had five kilos less than Young Rascal, so he had his chance to win. But uh, might just be better for that 2,400 metre run under the belt. I'm with Avilius, one from nine, two and six. Second of the group ones at Rose Hill on Saturday. Second leg of the quaddy is the Phillies duking it out over 2,000 metres at level weights. It is the Vinery Stud Stakes, worth half a million. 
One of your favourite horses here in, in subpoenaed Joel, but uh, you can't see. Well, you could see, but uh, you're not tipping her to roll the favourite. Yeah, look, a little futures bet from a few weeks ago says I'd be very happy if subpoenaed could uh, upset the apple cart here. Um, but I have put Funstar on top. She is uh, very, very good. Five wins, two seconds from her seven starts. Just probably fitness edge played in the favour of Probabil first up in the surround. And in the far lap stakes, she used her tactical speed with really no pace engaged, small field, and, and she proved too strong for Probabil there. Um, possibly, well, there will be more tempo here. Um, so it'll be interesting from a, a tricky gate what they do with Funstar, uh, whether they sort of try to put her up near the speed again. But there's a little bit more pace here, and so she could probably just settle a bit further back. And if she slots in nicely, I, I think, you know, she is bred to... To cope with the 2,000 metres, I don't see that being an issue. So she's the one to beat. I've put subpoenaed in for second. She's Look, she hasn't got the greatest pattern in that she gets back, um, but her runs this time in have all been very good. I thought her Kembla Grange run was really strong coming wide and, and from a long way back. I think she can turn the tables on those that finished ahead of her in that race. Uh, two probabiles, the other obvious contender. Um, she's, you know, she's got the Savabile blood running through her, so I think the 2,000 metres won't be an issue for her. I'd be surprised if any of the, if the winner came outside those three. And I put Fashino in for fourth. Uh, best last 200 of the day at Flemington last start in the CUNY. Really hit the line well. Just 1,400 to 2,000 I guess would be the little query with her. But one on top from 6, 2 and 4. Your value bet comes up in race 8 at Rose Hill. That is the Jim Beam Emancipation Stakes. Uh, a group two for fillies and mares, set weights and penalties over 1,500 metres. And I speak of number 11, the Chris Waller-trained Girl Tuesday. Yeah, I've, I've gone with her on top. Gee, she was excellent first up in the our last preparation, sort of mid-August. She struck a, a good three surface, 1,400 against the boys. Had to produce a sizzling last 600 there, 33.19 to win and win convincingly over Bangkok, who was uh, competitive at stakes level last week. So there's nothing wrong with that form. She was placed in the Chelmsford after that and didn't have a lot go right. She did a pretty good effort with 59 kilos on her back at Mooney Valley, giving Armand Geary five kilos that day and uh, gets a kilo off her on Saturday. So she will be finishing strongly, Girl Tuesday. She'll get smothered up from that gate. I think very hard to hold out. Uh, the obvious is number eight, Sweet Deal, who was very good in the Triscay first up and then in the Guy Walter was uh, eyeballed in the lead and just fought on bravely. The other on paces dropped out. She got nailed late by Dawn Dawn. Uh, she's going to be very hard to catch. And then back down towards the bottom, 13, Sweet Scandal. I was with her in the Coolmore at Big Odds and she ran a cheeky race for fifth. Just no luck at all from the gate. Four wide throughout on that testing ground and she's come up with another wide draw. So she could win without surprising. She's just going to need a bit of luck. And 10, Armand Geary, uh, she trialled really well. I'm certainly respectful of her. She's got good talent. Just, um, oh, I'd have to have Girl Tuesday ahead of her at that, uh, with that weight swing. I'm with 11 from 8, uh, 13, and 10. And the last at Rose Hill, race nine, Chandon, Doncaster Prelude, 1,500 metre, a group three handicap. Yeah, down towards the bottom here, I'm with 15-something fast, who's got to step up a little bit in grade here, but he is a real talent. Um, he's won five from nine, just completely forgetting that first up run on the heavy 10. He was beaten too far. 
uh, there to suggest that um, you know it was just a, it just had to be something wrong on that heavy ground. All his form on dry ground prior to that was excellent. Uh, 53 kilos. He's weighted to run well at this. Uh, you know, this is his toughest test to date, but I think he can run you know, a really good race on pace with that weight. 14 deal maker will spot him a head start, uh, but he was very good in the Newcastle Newmarket first up, hitting the line hard late. He was pretty genuine last campaign as a gelding. Um, he won uh, sort of luckless at his first few runs then was able to win at Randwick and then round second to Cascadian that form ties in here uh, star of the season for third he's a class runner good return from him first up at 1100 which is probably a distance short of his best he goes straight to 1500 but I think that plays into his hands and three Cascadian who hasn't been able to win this prep he hasn't had uh, all favours in those runs and again Barrier 16, he's going to need a little bit of luck, but uh, clearly has the talent and is good enough to win if things go right. I am with something fast in the last 15 from 14, 2 and 3. All right. Well, to wrap up uh, Joel's specials at Rose Hill, uh, race 3, number 5, Zabrowski was his top tip and race 8, number 11, Girl Tuesday, the value bet. As you mentioned, the main Victorian meeting is at Bendigo and it's a big one, albeit before an empty grandstand. Um, plenty of big money races there, starting in race four, Joel. First three are benchmark affairs, but we'll start in race four. It's the Smart Line Bendigo Vobus Gold Rush and that is contested at set weights. For two-year-olds. Yeah, well, this is a, a tough race. Um, you know, we've got plenty of different form lines here and even uh, some newcomers that have trialled well. I've ended up throwing this newcomer who's first emergency, so it does need a scratching. Number 16, Classy Gell on top, uh, locally trained by the astute Sean Dwyer. A couple of recent jump outs at home have been very nice. She seems to have plenty in reserve, um, not sure of the opposition in those jump outs, but just, uh, yeah, I think she's got talent. I think she can run a bit of a race, likely to have been set for this rich race home track for her debut. Uh, I'll also be having something on number 11, Louis Sally, who has come up massive odds. She was pretty good at the Valley first up. Uh, didn't really have the pattern to suit, uh, but I thought she did enough there. Uh, she'll be fitter, and I think, uh, well, I think she's $34. I think silly odds. Uh, seven masseuse both runs have been very good just found one better on each occasion and nine madam mischief in for fourth who well she created a massive impression on debut at ballarat was big odds crossed from a wide gate you were just waiting for her to get tired and for something to catch her but uh, they didn't they didn't get within four lengths of her so she looks pretty smart uh, there's obviously plenty of other chances as well river knight bella nipatina have uh, stakes form on their CV, so they wouldn't surprise either. But uh, I've gone 16, 11, 7, 9. All right. Well, uh, bad news for the listeners is that uh, I did tip five straight winners uh, at Mornington last week, so uh, you can probably forget about me do it going any good at Bendigo. Race, uh, I, went, I went for Masseuse, uh, wide gate, slight worry to beat River Knight Strad. And Madam Mischief, and speaking of Madam Mischief, you can read Joel's interview with Darren Dance on page 102 of this week's winning post. My number's seven, six, four, and nine. Race five is an interesting one, Joel. It's a three-year-old handicap. 
over 2,200 metres, and uh, it includes uh, a couple of very well-performed horses, including Adelaide Ace, the toppy, who uh, saddled with 63, but uh, comes down to 60 after the claim for Campbell Rowilla. Plenty of other good ones here. Where, where did you go? Yeah, well, I made my value bet for the day here, number eight, Euphoric. Uh, lightly raced from the Ma Eustace stable, son of Street Boss. Uh, one is maiden at Colac at start two. And then ran in the Vopus Gold Reef at Caulfield. Didn't quicken early in the straight, but I like the way he pulled away from... There were sort of three horses there, fourth, fifth, sixth, all sort of chasing, hunting him down for third. But I like the way he pulled clear of them in the last 50 metres. He was strong through the line. I think 2,000 metres will be ideal. Happy to back him each way, number eight. Ahead of uh, one, Adelaide Ace. You mentioned him. He's a class performer. A group two winner, beaten in a group two last start, comfortably beaten by non-conformist. But, uh, yeah, that looks the right form line for this. Two, don't doubt Dory. What an interesting runner he is. Went from a class one to winning the Stony Creek Cup at his fourth start. So he's obviously got uh, staying ability and a fair bit of upside. And the claim keeps him down in the weights, 54 and a half. And three, Skador. Uh, both runs back have been good. He gets to 2,000 metres you know, by Hinchinbrook. I'd say that'd be a little bit of a query but uh, he does have a little bit of class on his side. I am with Euphorix, uh, number eight, to beat one, two, and three. Uh, I thought the class of Adelaide Ace would prevail despite the weight and the barrier. I made Adelaide Ace my best. I don't know how confident I am now uh, on reflection, but, but don't doubt Dory for second. Skador for third and Bell X. For fourth, one, two, three, eleven. Race six at Bendigo on Saturday is the Catanax Jewelers Bendigo Gold Bracelet, fourteen hundred metres for mares four years old and up uh, at set weights and penalties. Yeah, this is a pretty wide open start to the quaddy. I've gone to number one, Twitchy Frank, who's got fifty nine kilos, but of course. Uh, Minimum 56, so I think uh, you know, that's not too bad a weight for her. Very consistent. Uh, came to Melbourne off some good form in Tassie, ran fourth to Yulong January against the boys and then went back to Hobart and ran third in that good group three race. She hasn't raced since 9th of Feb, so she comes into this fresh, uh, but she's very consistent and has a touch of class on her side. I put her ahead of number 14. Uh, as my computer has frozen bark, so you'll have to uh, tell me who the... Maurice Cliffs, who's racing pretty well, comes through that race with uh, Jumbo Ozaki, who, you know, a pretty talented galloper, and he's going to be sort of in the mix later on in the day. Um, So he's got to be a chance, and next best numbers two and three as I get my computer rebooted. Uh, Yeah, look, I went for Miss Mandito. Long-time listeners will know that I'm a massive well, I'm a fan not only of the Tassie form in general, um, but uh, I'm also a fan in particular of the Vamos Stakes, which um, uh, is always a good race. And um, uh, Miss Mandito, in fact, ran second. Uh, and then I've got Gentico, number four, who ran third in the Vamos. One, Twitchy Frank, who, of course, is a Tasmanian. And uh, 14... Clarice Cliffs. But yeah, look, the form of that Vamos hasn't been tested this year, but it's always good. And it's over 1,400. It's group three. So uh, should work out pretty well for this event. I made Miss Mandito my value bet on the Bendigo program. I, I uh, can, are you I back in the land of the living? Line. 
Excellent. Uh, race seven is uh, first of the big ones, first of the listed races at Bendigo. The Jayco Bendigo Guineas, 1,400 metres, uh, worth 150000 It is for three-year-olds, of course, as the name would suggest, and it's set weights and penalties. Yeah, very tough race. Uh, I went for one who I thought it was going to be quite big odds, but uh, around the $10 mark, so they've found it. Number 17, Toffee Doll from the Craig Whittison stable. Uh, lightly raced, um, wasn't beaten too far, went fourth behind Soul Patch. Last preparations, comebacks, run two really good races. Comes through the Albury Guineas, where you know the winner was, I think, 120 to 1. So there's got to be some query on that form. But came from a long way back, made good ground out wide. Just uh, there's a bit of upside about Toffee Dole. And obviously, I'm not alone there with the $10 quote on offer. Uh, put him on top of three spend, who comes back from the Group 1 George Ryder last week. So clearly... Uh, you know, the class runner of this race, Blinkers went on. He controlled the race at Flemington two starts back and back to this sort of level, he will take beating. Uh, five Airborne will be fitter for that first up run. I thought he came up pretty decent odds too around the double figures. I thought he might have been shorter than that. And seven, Riddle Me That, who was second behind Spend at Flemington last start. Yeah, I thought Airborne would be shorter too. I suppose didn't really come up last time or after a promising enough First up run, so we'll see how we go. But as you say, Fitter, airborne for me to beat Spend, Reckoning and Star. Surprise, 5, 3, 10 and 2. The main race of the day, the $150,000 Bet365 Protest Promise Golden Mile over 1,600 metres. It is a handicap. And Galo Chop has 62 kilos and barrier 19, if you don't mind. Yeah, really wide open race. Um, it's interesting, though. We've got quite a few sort of stain types here kicking off. Um, you know, sometimes they can bob up, especially at a mile first up. So it just makes it a bit tricky. But I've gone with 15 Princess Jenny, who was very good first up. Most people thought she'd go to the Valley and win second up, like she tends to do. But just a little bit flat there. Maybe sort of the, the pattern and the race shape didn't quite suit her. She sort of held her ground. She went well enough to suggest that, uh, you know, you could give her another chance. She's a pretty consistent, uh, you know, was a genuine stakes-grade mare. So I thought, it, you know, listed level, third up, hard fit. You have to give her another chance. I've gone with 15 to beat 10, Sikandarabad, who will be fitter for that first up run. Uh, this is his sort of level. He's run, races, he's run some good races in better fields than this. Two debt agent, uh, the former Singapore star, who ran a couple of okay races through the spring. And I thought his first up run was very good at Flemington. Had good late splits there. Uh, just don't know where he's going to get to. Barrier one, he'll get buried away from there and need a, a few things to go right. And I threw in 18, Mahamadeus, who needs a couple of scratchings to get in. But he ran some pretty good races early in that campaign last time in. He was competitive at Wait for Age in the in the Dato Tanshin Nam. So he's clearly good enough to run well in a race like this if he can sneak into the field. Yeah, look, I went for Admiral's Joker and, uh, of course, uh, our boss, Tony Kneebone, last start with Admiral's Joker, said, oh, we've all tipped Admiral's Joker to win. You can guarantee it'll find a way to get rolled, which, uh, sure enough, it did, but uh, didn't have all the favours there. So going with Admiral's Joker, again, to be hell of a streak, Princess Jenny and Guizo. So that is 6, 5, 15, 12. And the last race is a benchmark event, but we've uh, given you three legs of the quarry, so we may as well go out with it. It's a benchmark 90, the Mitchelton Winery benchmark 90, over 14. Yeah, I think most people will be thinking this is the skinny leg of the quaddy with some tough races leading in. Uh, we've got a couple of horses really dominating the market. 
And, uh, well, I've got them to run one, two. I've gone 12, big night out. Third up off two good runs, just looks ready to win. Um, he's a horse that's all has promised a lot. He, he's let me down a couple of times, but I was sort of backing him early in his career at good odds, and he was just coming up a length or two short. I think he's probably improved a bit, and he's sort of come back a little bit in grade. And, look, he just looks ready to win third up. 14, Jumbo Ozaki's the other obvious. Smart horse. He won second start for the Danny O'Brien yard. So, look, a lot of people will probably just be taking those two, and certainly I will be, and maybe chucking in Black Sail in a for maybe for a smaller percentage because he jumped out really well. His first up run was a bit disappointing, but he was caught wide. So I wasn't really surprised to see him win second up at a good price. So I think he's come back in good order. He could be the surprise and six strategic demand next best. Uh, well, I think I've tipped F Troop, the former Queenslander, every time since he's joined uh, Tony and Calvin McAvoy. And I have stuck fat here without any great confidence to beat. Yeah, Ruffy and Amadeus, number three, and then the two obvious, 14, Jumbo Ozaki, 12, a big night out. My best was race five, number one, Adelaide Ace. My value bet race six, number nine, Miss Mandito. Yours, my best bet came up in race two, number two, Beautiful Flyer, who's pretty decent odds, uh, around the 9 or $10. She's an underrated mare, uh, this girl, South Australian mare. She's uh, uh, very honest. She's competed well when she's come across the border Previously, she was twice runner-up in Melbourne last preparation. Um, and against the boys, it was they were sort of strong fields. She was very good first up on Adelaide Cup Day. Uh, she was, yeah, as I said, so probably un, unrespected a little bit in the market, but she hit the line well for third at a good price. I know she's got 60 and a half against the boys, uh, but again, you know, the limit's 56, and, well, the top 12 have got 59 or more. So... Yeah, I think 16.5 doesn't look as scary as, uh, as, as it is when you, when you look at those other weights. So I'm keen on Beautiful Flyer, and I made my value in race five, number eight, Euphoric. All righty. Uh, in Adelaide, the carnival starts to warm up next week, and then we get the Lalia, the Manor High Classic, assuming we're still racing, the uh, Port Adelaide Guineas and the Decatterville, but uh, just one last hurrah on the parks track, and there's... Uh, Fairly big fields by recent standards. Two, Daniel Nuttall's best race. Two, number seven, Kai Shaka. And his value bet is race seven, number six. He will boom. You got nothing for us well, no, uh, nothing in really. Adelaide, John? Number eight's probably the sort of the key race on the card. It's just a two-metrot win race. But we've got Lil Contra, who was rolled on Adelaide Cup Day, but will no doubt be fitter. And Sister, trying to bounce back off uh, two misses this time in. She's much better than that she gets the claim so and there's a few other nice horses in that race as well so that's probably a highlight of the card but uh yeah no uh no tips for me all righty in brisbane we are racing at derman uh for a change and daniel's best race five number six royal witness his value bet race seven number 16 couldn't refuse any further and better particulars on Maybe something each way on number two in race two calibration uh, chris lee's he's got a couple in this race he got kel storm and calibration calibration on the backup from last week didn't have a lot go right was caught wide throughout and kept finding the line okay he'd be better for that he respected odds too last week so you know i might have a little bet early in the day race two number two All righty, uh, over in Perth, the carnival is warming up with WA Oaks Day and BJ's best comes up in the Oaks. It is, won't be any flash price, race nine. Number one, Tuscan Queen. 
as the Oaks at her mercy, according to uh, BJ. Um, uh, this always let, let her followers down uh, a couple of times earlier in the, earlier in the campaign, but uh, back to her best in the Natasha Stakes last start and extremely hard to beat this time. That's race nine, number one, Tuscan Queen. His value bet comes up earlier in the program, race three, number six, Regal Council, uh, who is backing up from last week. The trainer. Oh, no, not a trainer change, just a different member of the family. Um, and so race three, number six, is BJ's value bet at Ascot. Um, earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, nothing is happening because uh, Jacinta, Jacinta Ardern is taking the coronavirus very seriously, as we no doubt all should, and racing is off for at least four weeks in the shaky Isles. So that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you are venturing out uh, on uh, Friday morning or later. Should be in your shops. Uh, obviously, uh, gloves uh, required for uh, handling purposes because uh, God knows who would have been there leafing through it before you. So uh, anyway, still only $5.50. It's in the shops. And uh, look, in exciting news, just keep your, uh, keep your eye on... Twitter and Facebook because uh, we are on the verge of trialling an online winning post for those of us who can't make it out during this crisis. So uh, just keep your eye on those two. And the winning post website, this week's winning post does, of course, have all the form for Friday. Friday night is at racing.com park, uh, Saturday and Sunday, plus your fields for Wagga Monday. So if we go ahead, it is uh, it is an absolute must. Plus all your uh, favourite Features and plenty of good reading. Finally, Joel, our best $20 yeah, bet. Yeah, well, look, I'll, my $20 bet will be Zabrowski. Uh, so he's my best of the weekend. Race three, uh, Rose Hill, the Tullock Stakes, number five. And if you're playing, and if indeed we're racing, at uh, racing.com park on Friday night, uh, maybe one at a bit of odds if he gets a run. Race two, number 13, hot reward, second emergency. Um, trialled well before the debut, didn't have much luck, and then things went a bit wrong. Second start, first up off a break, might be an improver, and uh, you can get around 18 or $19 as we speak. All righty, I will go $10 each way. Bendigo race six, number nine, Miss Mandito. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week, we hope, on the pre 